Hey guys, I'm Shelby. Hi, I'm Michael. And this is this week's Sideshow Attraction, where I read you guys shit I find on the internet. I'm excited. And Michael reacts to it. <laughs> You've said many things about this one, so I'm quite excited to hear it. Yes. Um, so, well, first things first, happy Father's Day. I know. It won't be Father's Day anymore when this comes out, but happy Father's Day, everybody. Depression. <laughs> I wish every day could be Father's Day. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I guess I guess it would lose its uh, shiny, shiny like uh, feeling, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's Father's Day. Yeah, And every day's Father's Day, be like, oh, fuck, don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got something a little bit different for you today. Instead of doing one long one, I have two short ones. Mm. Um, one of them... I really enjoy the writing. It's really beautifully written. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. not like scary. It's just, it's a little creepy, but it's mm. beautifully written. And the other one is the one I'm excited for because, well, it's cringe and hilarious. Cringe so, and hilarious. Yeah, so, so it's bad. So bad it's good. It's so good. bad it's good. Okay. So bad it's okay. good. So terrible yeah. writing content could be decent. Yes. Okay. Well, it, you'll, you'll see. Okay. Okay. So the first one doesn't have a title. I actually, um, I, I don't know about you, but I randomly get videos sometimes where people find like good Reddit threads and they take mm -hmm. the best answers and then like compile it into a video. Mm -hmm. So I got this one um, in a video like that. Like I said, it's so beautifully written. I was like, oh, I have to read this. So author credit for this one goes to a Reddit user named Killhouse. Um, I tried to like look up the user but I don't know if they've deleted their Reddit or not because this was posted like nine years ago. Yeah, fair. But, yeah. So the story goes, I grew up in a large suburb outside of Houston. It was during the early 90s when a lot of farmland settled by the original German immigrants was being bought up by land developers and turned into new homes. My family lived at the very end of our subdivision and past my house was a great expense of farmland, flanked by thick woods and old decaying wooden shacks from the 1800s. Every day on my walk home from school, I would pass by a particularly overgrown old shack, which I guess must have been at some point been a house, which leaned like it would fall over at any minute on its tired old foundation, and just beyond it was a long row of fence. It was my daily commute to and from elementary school, and I'd walk by it, pick up interesting rocks and things, and I never really thought much of it. There was always construction while the subdivision was expanding, so they never, or I'm sorry, so they had dug long trenches for what I suppose was for sewer and er erected electrical lines throughout the farmland. Mm. Are you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew you were going to do that. Like, when I saw the word erected, I was like, he's going to be like, her dirt erection. Her dirt erection. Her dirt erection. Erection go burr. <laughs> erection go boing. <laughs> Leave my presence. Oh, Lord. Beyond the fence was a small lake, which I had often snuck in to explore and catch frogs. But after an encounter with a water moccasin, which is a species of pit viper, I decided to stay clear of it. What's that? What we call a cottonmouth. Oh, so a snake. Yeah, like okay. a water snake. The farm had cows which would meander through the meadow and one large black horse. A storm had rolled in during the previous night, and I remember that the clouds were so thick and black that it felt like night when I had arrived at school. It didn't take long before the storm was in full force and the power had gone out at school. 
our teacher decided to have us all sit together on the floor and read to us for the rest of the day, which was fine by me. I would also be fine like that. That sounds great. The storm had passed, but the darkness lingered when I got out of school. I walked the now muddy path in the strange darkness past the crooked house and beside the aging fence, each step becoming more and more difficult as the mud collected on my shoes. That's when I heard a thrashing. The cows weren't there, but I remember clearly that old black horse. I remember thinking that it was sick or injured or something. Its black coat was slick and steam was rising off its body in the cold air. It was kicking its back legs wildly and violently slamming its face into the ground. <laughs> mm. Makes me think of Ed. Ed, Ed, and Eddie? <laughs> yeah, like Ed just slamming his head against the floor going, uh, oh my god, what was it? Uh, you know what? I can't think of the exact quote. Whenever I'm I think just of... gonna say pink belly. Pink I belly. think of when Ed just eats the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Good God, man. It had a weird look to it. Not like it was panicking, but like it was calm. And it didn't look like it was out of breath. Again, it slammed its head into the mud and kicked out its legs, then shook its head from side to side furiously. I stopped to watch it. Looking back, I wish I had just kept walking. I remember that after a minute or two, it stopped and looked up at me, the grime sliding off of its face. It must have been a matter of a second because I had no time to react and the horse had charged toward me. It didn't jump over the fence, but instead lowered its massive head and tore through the gap between the fence boards. The wood cracked and splintered as its muscle body strained and its long neck extended through the gap. The horse brutally lashed out and started snapping at me. With its entire body covered in huge, swollen muscles, it would recoil and slam all of its weight back into the fence, attempting to break the boards. It did that again and again. Its enormous, broad teeth came inches from me, and I fell out of my shoes backwards, leaving them stuck in the mud. It's a miracle that the fence was holding it back. I could see it clearly now. The horse was burned badly. The skin around its mouth had been seared off, and tendrils of pink, bloody skin snaked its way over its face like a spider web. Oh my god. His <laughs> face was melting off. He was getting so off on, like, thrash metal. Like the flames like, of just, hell came out. It. Yeah. He was thrashing. He was banging his head. This is this Achieved, is a classic like, indicator. This is peak heavy metal right here. God <laughs> damn, that horse is a beast. The absence of skin made its teeth seem even larger, its black gums exposed, and its mouth frothing with spit that I could feel hitting me in the face. At that moment, I was absolutely terrified that this horse would kill me. I remember wanting to get up, but the thick mud had me trapped. I also remember the smell. It was like sulfur, a mixture of wet animal, burned meat, and singed hair. But what has stuck with me the most were its eyes. They were cloudy like black ink poured into milk. As it struggled to reach me through the fence, its nostrils flared, and I could feel the heat of its breath on me, its teeth snapping shut over and over, the clacking noise of the heavy teeth slamming together was deafening. I left my shoes and I ran home. I remember my mother screaming at me about the mud when I stormed in. I told her about the horse that had nearly killed me and that I had left my shoes there in the mud. She grabbed me by the arm and was going to make me take her back there to get them, but I cried and screamed not to go, so she went alone. When she got back, she had my muddy old sneakers in her hands and told me that she saw the horse. It was dead. A farmhand was dragging its body behind a tractor, and he told my mom that the horse had died earlier that day. 
One of the power lines that had been installed running through the meadow was knocked over during the storm, and the horse must have been near the lake because it had been electrocuted and killed. He said that it had died instantly beside that lake when the power went out hours ago. Hmm. <laughs> Someone in the comments wrote, Zombie horse is not a phrase that has caused me distress in the past. You have changed this. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about that one? It was cool. Um, I like zombie metal horse. Um, clearly. Just like Slayer in the back. Just be like, Right. Oh my god, so... that meme you keep sharing. <laughs> that meme you keep sharing in our chat with your family. Yeah. Hello weights. Hello <laughs> But no, uh, no, uh, that was pretty good. I liked it. I just like the way that one was written. It's yeah, not no. like particularly creepy, but it's so well written. It gives you right. such a vivid like For sure, mental yeah. image that I really wanted to read that one. For sure. Are you ready? Are you ready? This story is called Taco Hell. Okay, look. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to mention, okay? Like... It is none of those things. What Michael just pointed at was um, this story won several awards on Reddit as scariest story of 2019, most immersive story of 2019, and like the top story in November of 2019. Um, I personally don't find it to be any of those things, but... <laughs> you know, just buckle up, everybody. All right, so again, this story is called Taco Hell. <laughs> And it reads, oh, I'm sorry. So the author for this is the user on Reddit. His name is Grand Theft Motto, which is funny, but you'll, you'll see why. Okay, so this story goes, I was far too drunk to be driving as fast as I was going. Truth be told, I was probably too drunk to even sit in a parked car without all of the windows open, but I had places to be, so I kept the pedal down. I had places to be while I was fucked up, okay. Yes, let's go. very responsible. Even though, even though I've been drunk a number of times, and the only thing on my mind is, fuck, I gotta go lay down. No, when you're drunk, you're like, I'm gonna sit in my chair and listen to jammy jams. I'm listening to jammy jams, but then <laughs> after gets all like fuzzy and stuff i'm going to bed you know i i really love that one time where you got home from work after like a long day and you were like oh, i just gotta like chill and i thought you were gonna put on like metal but you put on fleetwood mac while you like <laughs> <laughs> while you like yeah. drank a bush <laughs> that was a good time yeah, it was good. I was like, not what I was expecting, but not bad. Bush is not is not very good, by the way. I would advise not drinking it. <laughs> not sponsored. Um, not sponsored by Bush. Um, oh. I wanted to like it because you know, like Bush latte, but bread water. It's basically sourdough dipped in water. <laughs> Route 50 was light on traffic, maybe because it was December, maybe because it was 3 a.m. Either way, the few cars I did encounter were easy to pass, even though I started to feel like a toddler struggling to stay inside the lines with every swerve. It was hot for December, so I did have my window down. My headlights were blinking in and out. I'd get them fixed eventually. Maybe tomorrow, maybe next month. In that flickering light, I saw a deer sprint out from the trees at the shoulder of the road and then across the highway. Another swerve and another near miss. My heart was in my throat, but I felt good. My buzz was still roaring. So, uh, again, very fucking responsible. Sounds like an idiot. <laughs> I already don't like this guy. It, just, it gets worse. <laughs> there was a bright patch ahead on the highway. My vision was a little blurry, but it was clearly a town. Like, <laughs> I, I can't see, but I could tell that's a town. <laughs> my stomach cramped and rumbled. 
I was starving. I saw a speed limit sign on the shoulder for 50 miles an hour. Grinning, I sped up until the needle was pushing 75. Because when you're buzzed, that's a great idea, even though you just had a near miss with a deer. Buildings began whipping by me on either side of the Camaro. Blue and fast, I loved my car more than any woman I'd ever met. So clearly, clearly, this guy's a dude bro because he has a Camaro. He has Go a Camaro on. and I gotta love the misogyny. Right, right, right. <laughs> There weren't many people out at 3 a.m., but I tried to at least keep a lookout for cops hidden in alleys. When I saw the How the fuck are you going to keep an eye on that while you're jacked up and you can barely see what's in front of you? <laughs> this makes no sense. I told you Go to buckle on. up. When I saw the Taco Bell approaching on my left, I slammed on the brakes and spun the wheel towards the building because this is Tokyo Drift now. There was one bad moment where my fuzzy brain mixed up the pedal and the brake, but I sorted it out and screeched to a halt across a few spaces in the parking lot. I climbed out of the car and stretched. The drive through would have been faster, but I desperately needed to take a leak to drain a bladder full of bourbon and Red Bull. The Taco Bell was lit up with soft white lighting. It looked empty, but open. I pushed the glass door and grinned when a little bell rang above me. My smile dropped as I noticed the two workers behind the counter. The guy was tall and looked to be in his early 30s, and he had a busted up face like he just walked in from a fight club behind the restaurant. Nasty purple and yellow bruises covered his cheek, sat under his eyes, and peeked out from his collar. He must have been covered in them under his uniform. The girl next to him was both more or less off-putting. <sighs> she appeared to be about the same age, much shorter, pretty in a hollow way with her blonde hair and black glasses. There was no visible damage on her, but a dark stain soaked the bottom half of her shirt. It was reddish brown. Maybe some kind of sauce? Hopefully some kind of sauce? So, I mean, it, I mean, your assessment that this person is a dude bro is like spot on because of course he's just talking about the dude being like beat up and then he's like, yeah, the chick is like not great to look at. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Like, women exist for my viewing pleasure, and she's not it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I could tell, like, just off the first three sentences, I was like, dude, bro. Dude, bro. <sighs> okay. You okay? I asked her, walking toward the counter. Not the beat-up dude. Let's go talk to the off-putting chick. <laughs> yeah, like... The man is clearly covered in bruises. Oh, man. The girl didn't reply. Didn't even look at me. The young dude next to her picked at a shallow cut next to his ear, which is fucking repulsive. <laughs> what can I get you? He asked. I would not want this man to handle my food while he's picking at a cut next to his ear. Just a bit. I blinked and tried to shake some of the fermentation from my brain. Tacos. Yes, sir. This would be the place for that. What kind? How many? Uh, five chicken, five beef, and one of those crunch wrap things. Nachos, some cinnamon twists. Oh, and a diet coke. Oh, and as much Diablo sauce as you can give me. Is that all? put a hand on the counter to steady myself. Yeah, and I need to take a leak. <laughs> Bathroom's back there, the guy said, mm. pointing to a pair of doors in the corner. I turned away from the counter and took a step toward the restroom, then stopped. Now that I had a full view of the dining area, I saw that there were people sitting at one of the tables. They weren't there when I walked in. I was positive of that. Maybe they entered while I was ordering, but I didn't hear the bell above the door ring. It was like they just appeared. I counted three men and a woman, all different ages, all equally awful looking. It was like they were sick, pale and bloodless, with ringed, sleepless eyes. One of the guys had a red-brown stain, just like the girl at the counter, only his covered the back of his shirt. 
They all watched me silently as I walked past them toward the bathroom. I only tripped once. I was pretty proud of that. While the rest of the Taco Bell was relatively clean and well lit, the bathroom looked like I might catch a disease just by taking a deep breath. The floor was dirty, the walls were stained, the lights flickered, and it smelled vile. I would have immediately left this bathroom. Fuck that. One of the two stalls didn't have a door. The other did, but was occupied. A pair of ragged cowboy boots visible under the wall. Under the wall. Whatever. There was an open urinal, and that was all I needed. It was disgusting and clogged, but I did what I needed to do, and then went to wash my hands. While I was cleaning up, I took a look at my reflection in the mirror. It was wrong. I mean, it was me, but my face was as pale as the weirdos in the dining room. There was an angry red cut above my eye on my forehead. I reached up to touch it and felt something prick my finger. I jerked my hand away and then went back to probe it around it gently. There was a small triangle of glass sticking in the cut. I pulled it out and dropped it into the sink, my hand shaking as I turned on the water. There was a loud bang from behind me. I whirled around in time to see the door of the occupied stall shake. It was like the guy inside was slamming into it. You okay, buddy? I called out, feeling a lot soberer than I had in hours. Are you? The door shook again, louder than before. There was a strange, quiet wailing sound coming out of the stall. You okay, my guy? Uh, that made me think of Austin Powers when, like, Mini-Me is attacking him in the bathroom. Oh, and the guy next to him's like, we'll get through this together, buddy. We'll get through it together. It grew to something halfway growl, halfway scream. I turned away, closing my eyes. I must have hit my head at some point. I was imagining things, or I opened my eyes to find the mirror in front of me completely fogged. As I watched, something invisible dragged against the mirror, drawing a shape or letters in the fog. I didn't stick around to find out what the message was. I left the bathroom running. Once I burst out of the door, though, I stopped so quickly I tripped. The dining room was full, and the people at the tables and in the booths looked like they'd been dragged out of the local morgue. Men and women, a few teenagers and old folks, they were all in various stages of decomposition. I saw missing limbs, exposed ribs, one so raw I could see a gray sack of unmoving lung through it. Cuts and holes and everywhere that was red-brown stain. The interior of the restaurant didn't look so clean anymore, either. Okay, why, why did the restaurant look clean before? but the bathroom was a shithole. Maybe no one wanted to work on the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's fucking Taco Bell. Like, you know, <laughs> you know how many like loads of dookie <laughs> those it. walls and like the floor and no, nah, dude. Whatever. Anyway. Now like even in college, man, I'd see smears of poop everywhere. <laughs> like, Why I could just imagine like a Taco this? Bell. So, oh. I wouldn't want to touch a Taco Bell bathroom. Now it resembled the bathroom, with mold in the corners and a thick white-green fluid in puddles on the floor. Everything reeked. I couldn't tell if it was the decaying people or the dirty room, but the smell was like a physical force scorching my throat and eyes and twisting my stomach. Your order, bud, a voice behind me said. I turned and saw the guy from the counter carrying a tray full of rotting food. The tacos were covered in a fuzzy mold and the rest of the pile was alive with a squirming knot of glossy white maggots. A uh, fun fact, I once saw someone who was a morgue worker refer to maggots as disco rice, and I love that so much. Now whenever I see maggots, I immediately think disco rice. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped the tray and stumbled back, then ran for the door. The little bell from earlier was now just a rusted lump. 
I pressed against the bar again and again, but the door wouldn't open. The dead things behind me were laughing, soft at first, then hysterically, as I slammed my shoulder into the glass so hard I bounced off. Their laughter became like a buzz like flies over summer roadkill. The door's locked, I heard the man from the counter say. You can't leave. The hell I can't, I growled, standing up. <laughs> the hell I can't, boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> I felt something grab me and press my face against the glass door. Look, a deep voice demanded. I did. Then I began to sob in the orange sodium glow of the parking lot lamps. I saw my Camaro. It was destroyed, wrapped halfway around a street light. It was no longer a car, only a lump of metal and broken glass. What I saw lying in the parking lot was worse, though. A man, just my size, dressed like me. Crumpled like a doll, dropped up high, soaking in a pool of blood. He, I, had been thrown through the front windshield during the crash. That moment when I accidentally hit the pedal instead of the brake? What if I'd actually kept on the pedal? Heck of a way to die, I heard the counterman whisper. You shouldn't drive drunk, buddy. Too easy for people to get hurt. Thank God this looks like a one-car crash. A single fatality. Now go grab a uniform from the back. You're gonna work here for a very, very long time. Cause Beetlejuice. <laughs> No, I said, pulling back. This isn't real. This isn't fair. I have to leave. The man's grin turned into a snarl. He slapped me hard and quick and then hit me again. Okay. He slapped me hard and quick and then hit me again. This time with an open fist. Mm. So he slapped you again? <laughs> he slapped you twice? Yeah, because then hit me again, this time with an open fist. Uh yeah, so that's a slap, dude. Yeah. All right. It's all right, Reddit. It's all right. I stumbled back into the front door. The short girl that was behind the counter when I came in hit me next. She grabbed at my collar and scratched my neck. Someone else slammed into me from the side, and then I was on the ground. Figures crowded over me, dead legs kicking my ribs, stomping me, grinding me into the tile. Blows fell on me like hail on a window. I begged and screamed and whimpered, but they kept hitting me. Then, searing agony, the man was pressing his open palm into my chest, burning me, branding me. Eventually, the dead pulled back. I stood up, bruised and ruined, and decided to take my chance. I ran at the locked door, arms in front of my face to protect my eyes. I jumped, and I felt the glass break, and I woke up on the pavement, feeling like every bone in my body was broken. I groaned, <laughs> spitting out a tooth. Someone was standing over me. I flinched when they leaned down. Easy, buddy, a voice said. I called 911. They'll be here soon. I blacked out and woke up much later in a hospital bed. The doctors told me I was lucky to be alive after the crash and being ejected through the windshield of my Camaro. My injuries from the accident were severe but non-fatal. A broken arm, four busted ribs, a concussion, two lost teeth, and another cracked, as well as every inch of me covered in road burns and deep bruises. Since it was a DOI, I wouldn't be driving again anytime soon and could face fines, maybe even some jail time. I accept that. Whatever the consequences, I know that I am truly lucky. I escaped hell. What I didn't escape, though, was a permanent reminder of my visit. There's a puckered red scar on my chest in the shape of a large handprint. The burn aches every day, but most of all, whenever a dark thought enters my mind. The end. <laughs> mm, yeah. Taco hell. It is like the most Mothers Against Drunk Driving. It's up there, Beetle man. Beetlejuice it, meets Click 90s Don't Drink and Drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's 
that's um, that sums up the thoughts, actually. Um, Lord have mercy. Where do I start with this one? Uh, God. I mean, it it was it, it was fine. That's all I can say about it. It was fine. It was fine because literally, very much like I was thinking back of like the dare program thing it immediately the drugs made me think and all that yeah. and then when we had a project in like elementary school where we had to sing a, a song with a candle and it's dark and we're all it's a song about like drunk driving and like kids dying from drunk drivers shut the hell up Swear i didn't even have to, to do god that. we had to do that in front of like everybody <laughs> at a like auditorium or whatever and we were just like Died, he lost his teeth. <laughs> God is watching over you. Some dumb stuff like that. Oh but, like, yeah, I mean, uh, ridiculous. The whole, like, hell thing. I'm just like, bro, I'm like. Hell is a Taco Bell, apparently. Hell is equated to Taco Bell. <laughs> hell is equated to Taco Bell. And, uh, you yeah, know, the bathroom is obviously terrible. That's the part that I don't understand. Like, why would you walk from, like, the relatively... I mean, with the dude picking his ear, it can't be that clean. I was gonna say, the relatively clean dining area. Then you walk into a bathroom that's, like, straight-up wretched, repulsive. Right. And then you walk back out, and the outside matches. Yeah. That part's a little... a little wonky to me. A but, little bit, yeah. But but I... Was, yeah. It was a mixed bag. I do enjoy the dude blowing up the toilet <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I'm like god darn we've all been there bro it's okay we've all been there you reminds okay, me of that buddy? tweet where someone like tweeted at Taco Bell where they were like hey I got Taco Bell they were like what'd you get and they were like diarrhea, diarrhea. that's it <laughs> that's it <laughs> oh. lord uh. Alright guys, so that's this week's Sideshow Attraction. Yeah. As always, thank you so much for listening. Sorry I read thank you, you. Uh, cringe again, but it was... It was, was pretty cringy. <laughs> um, still, like, not as bad as the one that we listened to on the road. The one um, that I made myself road sick for. Yeah, was not worth the road sickness. No. Um, you know, still not my favorite. Uh, I wouldn't read it again. But, um, <laughs> but um, it was easier to quote-unquote enjoy um it was easier to stomach yeah <laughs> yes yeah. yes it's funny cringe it's exactly not... right it was funny cringe and that's great the other one was just shitty cringe yes <laughs> not poison <Yeah>. cringe. <laughs> all right guys as always thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week bye, bye. that's all for this part of the journey our drivers will gas up the hearse and the rest of you well, good night, sleep tight, and remember, those aren't bed bugs biting you when a limb slides off the side of the bed. <laughs>find out more about Road Trip to the Grave, follow us on Instagram at Road Trip to the Grave Pod or support us on Patreon at Road Trip to the Grave. As always, thanks for listening. Road Trip to the Grave is spelt Road Trip to the number two, The Grave.